our lesson for today, learning to hear God's voice. First point I, I want to bring to you today is simply this. God speaks today. You know, the word makes it very clear that God speaks to his people today. In John chapter 10, verse 4, speaking of himself, Jesus says, The shepherd goes before his sheep, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He goes on to say in verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. That throughout his word, Jesus teaches us that he speaks to us, and that as his people, we do have the ability to hear his voice when he speaks to us. We've been given that ability to discern his voice and to hear his voice when he speaks to us. And it really does go back to the father heart of God. You know, because we are his children and he loves us as his children. It's his desire to speak to us as his children. You know, I think about my own relationship with my children. You know, when I want to express my love to my children, I express it through speaking to them. When I want to comfort my children, I speak to them. When I want to instruct them, I speak to them. When I want to correct and reprove my children, I speak to them. And my son is in his teenage years, and he's at a time where his ears are open to hear the wisdom of his father. Father, say amen to that. (laughs) He has a heart to hear my instruction and hear my wisdom. And whenever I want to impart wisdom to my son, I speak to my son. And uh, as our heavenly father, there are so many things on his heart that he wants to convey to us, that he wants to speak to us about. And uh, so he does speak to us as our loving heavenly father. And this leads me to my next sub point. God speaks to us by his Holy Spirit. In John 16, verse 13, Jesus says, when the spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus goes on to say, he will take what is mine and tell it to you. All things the Father has is mine. Therefore, he will take of mine and declare it to you. He will take of mine and he will speak it to you. And that today... God speaks to us by his Holy Spirit. You know, when we were born again, we received something incredible that the world doesn't have. We received a hearing heart. That when we were born again, it's as if God suddenly gave ears to our heart so that God, we could hear the voice of God speak to our hearts. And because God speaks to us by his Holy Spirit, this is You know, one of the reasons sometimes the Spirit of God can speak to us and nobody can hear him but us. Have you ever noticed that? You know, there are times I might be riding on an airplane, just giving the person an example. And God, by his Holy Spirit, will begin to speak to my heart. And it's amazing that nobody else on the airplane can actually understand and recognize that the great creator God is speaking to me. Because he speaks to me by the Holy Spirit. You know, I can be in line at a store and suddenly the Holy Spirit can speak to my heart. And it's totally amazing that he speaks so intimately and quietly and personally to my heart that nobody else in the in the store line can even recognize that the one who said, let there be light, you know, let there be a firm, you know, let us make man in his own image. He's speaking to me. 
You know, it's totally amazing that no one recognized that the great creator God is speaking to you. And, and uh, it's sometimes, you know, the problem is, is when you start speaking back, you know, when you start talking back to the Lord, is there anybody else who likes to actually open your mouth and converse with the Lord when he starts talking to you? Is there anybody else besides me? You know, I like to open my mouth, but I found out an airplane is not a good place to do that. <laughs> Because that's when people start looking uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's amazing. God speaks so quietly and intimately to our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That when we're born again, something amazing happens. It's as if God suddenly gives ears to your heart. It's like a whole new world has opened up. It's like a deaf man being able to hear for the very first time. You can begin to hear the voice of God speaking to you. And my next sub point is that God has so many things to speak to his children. You know, the Lord says in Psalm 139, 17, he says, how precious are your thoughts toward me, O God. If I should count them, they would be more numbered than the sea. And God is saying the thoughts that I think about you are so precious, so beautiful, so priceless, and so innumerable. It would be impossible to convey them to you in a lifetime. You have no idea how precious you are to me and how many precious things I want to tell you. You know, Psalm 139, 17 tells us that there's so many things on God's heart that he wants to speak to us. And uh, they're so innumerable. And what that really teaches me, Psalm 139, 17 teaches me that is that we as his children, we should have such an expectancy, such an anticipation that God is going to speak to us. Listen, if you have any doubts about whether God speaks to you or not, you can erase those doubts from your mind. God speaks to you because there's so many things on his heart that he wants to convey. So many precious thoughts, so many precious truths that he wants to convey to our hearts that are on his heart. And the one thought that comes to my mind, you know, the Bible says they are more than the sand of the sea. And if we could just grasp the fullness of just one little grain of sand, if we could just grasp the fullness of one little grain of truth, you know, that one little grain of truth has the power to set us free and transform our life in so many areas of our life. Just one little grain of truth. And yet the Lord says, I have so many things that I want to say to you, so many things that are on my heart to convey to you, beloved. And that's where the transforming power of God is. It's in the word of God. So now the question becomes, well, how do I learn to hear the voice of God? Which really brings me to point two. Point two simply being, learning God's voice begins here. It begins with the word. Beloved, there's only one beginning place when it comes to learning the voice of God. And it's here. This is the beginning place of learning And hearing the voice of God, his word. In Luke chapter 24, verse 27, Jesus says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he took the scriptures and he, he revealed himself to that new covenant church. And it really is a powerful new covenant truth to us. And that new covenant truth is simply this. That everything Jesus wants to speak to us about himself is found in the scriptures. 
Everything that he wants to speak to us, everything he wants to reveal to us about himself is right here in this word. Beloved, I want you to capture that truth. Everything that he wants to reveal, convey to us about himself is right here in this word. Listen, his words of love are all found in this word. His words of affirmation are all found in this word. His words of comfort, his words of correction, his words of wisdom are all found in this word. His words of transformation, they are all found right here in his word. Beloved, everything God desires to speak to us about himself, about his ways, about his thoughts, about his plans, they are all found here in his word. Which leads me to my next subpoint. The Holy Spirit brings us into a living encounter with God by the word. That, beloved, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to bring us into a living encounter with God by the word. In other words, what I'm simply saying is every time we open our Bibles, it's the job of the Holy Spirit. It's the function of the Holy Spirit. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to come and breathe life into this word and bring us into a living encounter with the one true God. That is his ministry. Every time we open our Bibles to, to read God's word, the Holy Spirit comes and he breathes life into the word. And you find yourself coming heart to heart with God. You know, one of my favorite teachers, uh, Henry Blackaby, I think he put it best. He said, every time we choose to go into the word of God, every time we choose to open our Bibles, we are choosing to come face to face with God. And that's a powerful truth. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He comes and he breathes life into the word of God. And he brings us into that intimate living encounter with God. So I want to strongly encourage you today. If you really want to know God's voice, if we really want to learn God's voice, to know his voice in a deeper way, I really want to encourage you to have a life in the word of God because that's the place where it starts. Can I just tell you something? Let me just tell you something from my heart. I'm going to tell you something from my heart. People who don't read their Bibles are very loopy with the voice of God. They're just very loopy with the voice of God. They'll be, they'll be telling you things that God said to them and you know in your heart, listen, that wasn't God. That came from the voice of a lunatic. I'm telling you, if you don't have a life in his word, every voice that comes along will deceive you into thinking that that is the voice of God. And you'll find in your life chasing after voices, chasing after things God never said to you. You know, I, I still know Christians who have spent 20, 30 years uh, chasing after a word. Somebody said, I have a word for you. And they've been chasing after that word. <laughs> Just chasing after, chasing something, chasing after a prophecy. Somebody spoke to them. And if you ask them, can, uh, can you share that word with me? Well, listen, you know that was no more a word from God. You, you chase after voices and, and you have this misconception of, of what God is saying. I'm telling you, if you truly want to learn the voice of God, it begins with having a life in his word. That's where he begins to speak to you. And then when God does start speaking to you in other places, like on an airplane or in a store, you'll know it's his voice. Because it's the same voice you hear when you're in his word. That's how you know it's his voice. 
That's the same voice. I recognize it. That's the same voice who speaks to me when I'm in his word. Beloved, I, I, I just can't express that point enough. If we truly want to learn the voice of God, we have to get into his word. And understand, here's what I want us to earnestly understand. As God speaks to us through his word, something so incredible, so remarkable, so phenomenal happens. We begin to recognize the Lord's voice when he speaks to us. Listen, as we get into his word, suddenly something so phenomenal happens in our hearts. We begin to identify the voice of God when he's beginning to speak to us. So again, one more time, I can't stress the point enough. If you want to learn the voice of God, we have to begin with having a life in the word of God. There's no other foundation. Amen. Point number three. We have to add this to the word of God. Obedience makes our heart recognize God's voice. It's when we have an obedient heart, when we're reading his word with an obedient heart, it brings an incredible ability to recognize the voice of God. I I want you to turn to this scripture with me because I think it's a very powerful scripture, a very needed scripture for our generation. Go with me to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Look with me at verse 17. Jesus says, if anyone do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak of my own authority. And I want to propose to you that the two key words there is the word do and the word know. If anyone do his will, he shall know. And when you look closely at the scripture, Jesus is telling us this. When you obey my revealed will in my word, a discernment comes into your heart. That's what he's saying. He's saying when you are walking in obedience to my will revealed in my word, he's saying there is an incredible discernment that comes into your heart that you're able to recognize what is the voice of God and what is the voice of man. Beloved, when it comes to learning the voice of God, obedience is a precious gift that is given to us. Because obedience produces the ability to hear and recognize God's voice. Very powerful scripture, verse 17. He's actually telling us obedience is a gift. That when you love my word and you walk in obedience to my word, it actually produces within your heart an incredible discernment to know when it's truly the spirit of God speaking to you and when it's coming from another spirit. Uh, obedience is a, a powerful ingredient in our life when it comes to recognizing and discerning the voice of God. You know, I'm so reminded when Jesus gathers his disciples around him and he asks them a question, who do men say that I am? And they begin to answer. Well, some say you're this, some say you're this, some say you're that, some say you're that. And it really speaks to me of our day today. You know, so many people have so many views of who Jesus is. 
They have so many ideas of, of who Jesus is. Listen, the media has their views of who Jesus is. Politics has their views of who Jesus is. Uh, religion has their views of Jesus is. You know, there's, all these voices have in, infiltrated our earth. And to be honest with you, all these views, media and religion and politics, I'm telling you, it has captivated so many people. But here the Lord is telling, is he's saying, listen, when you just have a heart to obey my word, there's going to be a discernment in your life to recognize who really is speaking from the spirit of God and who's really speaking from another spirit. And I'm just telling us today, listen, if we're going to begin to understand the voice of God in our life, there has to be a desire in our hearts to walk in obedience to the word of the Lord. When the Lord says forgive, he means exactly what he said is forgive. When he says, love your enemies, I know that can be hard at times, but he says, I'll give you the grace to love your enemies, but you have to be willing to love your enemies. Do good for them. Pray for them. That's what he says. And look at the order that Jesus gave. I'm just going to throw it out there. It just came to my mind. Look at the order. He says, uh, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. I like what he said. He said, before you pray, first go do something good for them. That was the order he gave. You know, our order is simply this. Okay, okay, God, I'll pray for them. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. Put your prayer on the back burner and go do something nice for them first. And then pray for them. Right? But, you know, there are things in the word that might be hard on this flesh. But God says, if you'll be willing to do it, I'll give you the grace to do it. And the reward for that, you can't even imagine the joy, the blessings, and the discernment that will come into your life as you just have a heart to obey the word of God. Amen. So I just have to ask you a question. The question is simply this. Is it really in our heart to obey the Lord? Is it really in our heart to obey the Lord? You know, there are times in my walk with God, I I found out there are times that I come to a crossroads. And I don't think it's coincidence that it's called a crossroads. There's times I'm walking and I come to this crossroads. My wants go this way and God's will goes this way. And then I have to make a choice. Well, whose will do I really want? Do I want my way? Do I want my desires? Do I want my ambitions in life? Or do I want the will of God? And if there's something in my heart that says, I choose the will of God, when that's when I have to take my wants, my desires, my plans, and nail them to a cross so I continue to walk with God. So the question is, do we only want his will when it leads into blessing? Or are we able to, do we really want his will when it leads us into a life of brokenness? Beloved, I just want his will. I just want his will because that's where the power of God is. That's where the joy of God is. That's where the life of God is. But I'm just saying very lovingly, it's, 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 you can't separate knowing his voice from a life of obedience and a heart of obedience. And here's another powerful truth. Obedience puts our heart in the position to hear God. You know, we learn God's voice by spending time in his word, but it's an obedient heart that puts your heart in the position to hear God. Listen, God speaks to my heart because in his word because he's looking into my heart and he does see a desire to obey him. And my scripture I want to go along with that is Mark chapter 4 verse 24. Capture this. I don't think this will be on the screen. So capture this. Very powerful verse. Mark 4 verse 24. The Lord says, take heed how you hear unto you who hears more shall be given. And that's an incredible truth. In other words, he says, the more we hear and obey, the clearer the voice of God is going to become. I believe that's what he's saying. 
The more that we love God and we walk in obedience to his word, the clearer his voice in our life is going to become. The clearer we're able to discern that voice in our life. But moving on to our last slide, we also need to know disobedience has the opposite effect. A disobedient heart has the opposite effect. Mark 4, 24, he says, take heed how you hear unto you who hears more shall be given. Then in verse 25, he says, and he who hears not from him shall be taken even what he has. One of the truths Jesus is conveying is this. When we willfully disobey God's word, it brings a dullness over our hearts. When we willfully disobey the word of God, it brings a callousness over our hearts. In other words, when we live that life of picking and choosing, well, I like this, I'll obey this. No, I don't like this. This really rubs against my flesh. I'm not going to obey that. The Lord says when you do that, it brings a callousness over your heart. And you lose the ability more and more to hear the voice of God. You know, I think James put it this way. He said, or John put it this way. He says, be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And I think what he's conveying is simply this. A disobedient heart opens the door to deception. When you have a disobedient heart, it just opens the door to all kinds of voices. Amen. But the Lord says, you know, when you love me and you love my word and you walk in obedience to my word. The voice of God gets clearer and clearer in your life. And an incredible discernment comes into your heart. You know who's speaking from the spirit of God. And you know who's speaking by another spirit. Beloved, that's where learning the voice of God begins. It first begins with loving God, having a life in his word, and having a heart to obey the word of God. We have to be people who obey the word of God. So my concluding question is simply this. God requires obedience. And that is really the key to positioning your heart to begin to hear the voice of God. So why should we choose obedience? Well, we could talk about things like Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll keep our commandments. We can talk about if you love the Lord, there'll be a heart to obey there. But there is just another thought on my mind that I'd like to just share with you. You know, when I was a young child, the only reason why I obeyed my earthly father is because I feared the consequences. Listen, my dad did not throw out the verse, spare the rod, spoil the child. He lived it. He believed it. You understand? And so my whole motive, listen, my my father used to do something very, some people would call it strange or particular, whatever. But before he spanked me, he would make a sandwich. That's what he'd do. And he'd sit at one end of the table and, and I'd sit at the other end of the table and he'd hold that sandwich up and he would say, after I eat this sandwich, I'm going to give you the spanking of your life. And I'm telling you, watching him eat the sandwich hurt more than the, than the whooping. It did. I mean, I watched him watch every, every bite. But now I know why he did that. That was his moment to gain control. He didn't want to spank me in anger. So that's why he did that. But I have to tell you something. I'm 51 years old now. And when my father tells me something I need to do, I don't obey him because I'm afraid we're going to take a trip to the woodshed. 
I'm 51 years old. He's not taking a 51-year-old man to the woodshed. But let me tell you why I obey my father as a man. Because I trust his wisdom. I've learned to trust his wisdom. I've learned to trust his wisdom. Amen. You know, John says in his word, he talks to two different audiences. He, he says, little children, I speak to you. Then he says, young men, I speak to you. And when you really look at that, what John is saying is this. As little children, I desire that you mature in the sons and daughters. I, I don't desire that you stay in that little children in maturity. I desire that you grow in the sons and daughters. And the question is, how do we know when we've graduated? How do we know when we've left little children and we've matured in the sons and daughters? How do we know when we've graduated? Here's how you know. When the motive behind your obedience changes. When I obey my heavenly father, not because I'm afraid of consequences. But I obey my heavenly father because I trust his wisdom. I'm telling you, when you obey God and the, your motive isn't just, well, I'm afraid what God's going to do if I don't obey me, obey him. But your motive changes. I obey God because he's my father. He has much wisdom and I trust him. I'm telling you, that's when you have left little children and you have matured in the sons and daughters. Beloved, it's impossible to know his voice without having an obedient heart. But I'm telling you, what gives us an obedient heart is that he's our father. He loves us. He wants what's best for us. He's wise. He knows more than I do. I trust him. Amen. Amen. When it comes to learning the voice of God, that is where we start. Having a life in his word and having an obedient heart. Amen. And an incredible discernment comes into the life to know the voice of God. Amen. Listen, I don't have an altar call, but I do have a prayer that's in my heart. I'd like to pray with us. Could I pray with us? Would you just stand with me? David said in Psalm 119, I love your word more than I love silver and gold. And he was not exaggerating. What he was saying is the word of God is my greatest treasure. Nothing compares to the treasure of God's word. And that is just a very simple prayer I would like to pray for us tonight. Lord, I love you with all my heart. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the voice that speaks behind the word. Lord, the psalm says that the angels hearken unto the voice of your word. They know the voice behind the word. And that's what I'm praying. God, teach us the voice behind the word. Lord, I'm reminded when Jesus was tempted, when he was tempted, he, he spoke the word of God and 
but the enemy spoke the word of God. And when you really look at that story, it wasn't quoting scripture that Jesus used to defeat the enemy. It was rightly interpreting the scriptures that Jesus used to defeat the enemy. The enemy knows the scriptures too. And he can use the scriptures too. But we, like Christ in that wilderness, we've got to know how to rightly divide, rightly interpret the scriptures. And God, that comes from an obedient life, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that we would love your word. We would treasure obedience. God, we would trust our Father. That the obedience in our heart would be motivated out of a love for our Father. And a trust in our Father that my Father is wise. He wants what's best for me. And God, as we love your word, trust your heart, walk in obedience. God, I pray that we would begin to discern, recognize the voice of God in our life more and more and more. Father, I just thank you, God, with all my heart. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray for your people, God, that have made their hearts transparent, made their lives transparent. Have come acknowledging, Lord, a struggle with your will. Even a stubbornness with your will, God. But Lord, they're here tonight in this altar, God, because they truly want an obedient heart. A heart to obey God. And Father, I just pray, Lord, for that heart of obedience, God. Father, that, that fear, that voice of fear in our life that just wants to cause us to hold on to areas in our life because we're afraid of what obedience is going to cost. Things we're going to have to lay down, God. Lord, that is true. Obedience will cause us to have to walk away from things, leave things, lay things down, change things. But God, obedience is where the supernatural life is at. It's where the supernatural life is at. God, it's where we see the power of God manifested in our life. It's where we see the power of God manifested through our life. God, obedience leads to a fulfilled life. It leads to a life, a satisfied life. Or it leads to a life of seeing God do what only God can do in my life and through my life. God, Jesus, I'm reminded of the time you told Peter to cast out his nets and he said I, I fished all night long and you said cast them out anyway he cast them out and there was so much fish in that net and Lord you were teaching him something I don't move in your abilities I move in your obedience it's an obedient life that opens up a supernatural life and the Lord I'm, I'm, my brothers and sisters here in this altar just please give them an understanding God that yes, there is a cost of following Christ, but the goodness of God so outweighs the cost. That supernatural life, seeing God do what only God can do in our life and through our life, God. Lord, there's not a more satisfying, fulfilled, powerful life than an obedient life, God. And I just pray, Lord, that it all goes back to trusting the love of our Father. That God, you have a reason for everything you say. You have a reason for everything you command. And it comes out of a loving heart.
And I pray, Lord, that we would just love and trust the love of God, trust the love of our Father. And God, we would lay hold of grace and obey everything that is calling us to obey, Lord. And help us not to listen to that one voice, that one voice is always trying to tell us what we gain by disobedience, God. Lord, I'm reminded of, you told Adam and Eve, enjoy the fullness of my garden. Lord, they were surrounded by the fullness of your garden, but yet the enemy was so successful in getting them focused on that one little tree. And Lord, how the enemy can get us focused on that one little thing we got to put on the altar and blind us to all the blessings that you surrounded us by God. Lord, help us to understand obedience is not to lose out. Obedience is to gain everything our Father has for us. To not obey is to lose out God. Lord, help us to trust our Father, His wisdom, His love, and obey the things that He speaks. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.